the decisions you make with the capital that passed through your hands in your lifetime and for multiple generations to to come is going to make all the difference in the world. Today we're going to talk about the difference between seed and harvest. Hello and welcome to the Durham Talents channel. My name is Jesse Durham. For today's quick take, we're going to talk about the concept between seed and harvest. Now, I'll just go ahead and tell you, back in 2015, when I heard this concept for the first time, I had to listen to these questions more than once before I understood what they even meant. Okay, so here's here's what I was asked back in 2015 that really affected my trajectory into becoming my own banker. And the question was, and we'll talk about many scenarios, but let's just take taxation for example. And let's say that money is is going to be displayed in this analogy. So would you rather be taxed on the seed or on the harvest? Okay, so if you look at money as seed, harvest, everything in between, would you rather be taxed on the seed or the harvest? Now, if we really jumped back to the start of this analogy and we fleshed it out, you could start with, you're going to be the common denominator in this whole scenario, right? You could do you could do great things with the seed that you have, be very productive. You could do research. You could bring your gifts, your experiences, your skills, your connections. You can bring all of that to bear in relation to what you do with your seed. Okay, so you're the common denominator, and that makes great sense here because we talk about you becoming your own banker. That's the opportunity that we all have here. Now, if we talk about the seed part of the equation, you could ask me, well, Jesse, how do I get money for, you know, becoming mom banker? How do I get money for investing? How do I get money for my business? I don't know. How are you going to get money, right? But if we're not going to live in a van by the river or under a bridge or whatever, if we're not going to live an indigent life, then we all have money that comes through our hands. And we just have to, you know, be very honestly introspective. Look at our cash flows. I mean, are we are we defeating Parkinson's law or are we spending as much as we earn or more than we earn even? You know, do we have money that's sitting liquid somewhere, uh, not being productive? Are those lazy dollars Somewhere, you know, under the mattress and a savings account, CD, whatever the case may be, are we diverting funds? Are we diverting capital to places where it's going to be locked up for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years? So there, there are all different kinds of areas where we could look at, well, how do we even get seed capital to begin with? Okay, so separate discussion. And then harvest. Obviously, you know, we hope to have a bountiful harvest. You know, you know, Scripture tells us that from seed that's cast, the birds are going to eat some, some's going to land on rocks, some's going to start up, and then the sun's going to wither it, and then some's going to yield 30, 60, 100%. So we all hope for a harvest, and that's going to look you know, at different levels for different people based off of whether you're self-employed or employed or you have a big business, 500 plus employees that you run, you're an investor, you have some combination of these things going on. So there's you, there's seed in the harvest. Okay. Now, again, let me go back to my question of would you rather than be taxed? And listen, we could talk about all kinds of things here. We could talk about the exposure because it's worthwhile asking it's very worthwhile asking, where am I going to plant my seed? 
Okay, where's this seed capital going to be planted? And again, your gifts, your skills, your abilities, bring those to bear, okay? Just consider adding this one step, of course, is what I'm ultimately going to say. What if you just finance what it is that you're already doing? If you're an employee, what if you finance your household? If you own a small business, what if you finance your own small business? Instead of relying on and trying to jump through the hoops and the paperwork and pay interest to a conventional banking system. Okay, so seed, harvest. Okay, there are lots of things that you need to consider. Inflation, your exposure to litigation. So what I was getting at right there for a second was it's worthwhile asking, where am I going to put my seed capital? Where am I going to put these windfalls or these earnings or these cash flows of a harvest because of, you know, exposure to litigation, inflation, and let's go back to taxation here. Okay, so would you rather be taxed on the seed or the harvest? Here's the answer. We would rather be taxed on the seed because the seed is the smaller amount, right? If I had 100 kernels of some seed, corn, let's say, and I sowed them, are they all going to, you know, maybe not. But again, if some are going to produce 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold, I'm probably with good conditions. And listen, we could spend a lot of time talking right there as well about you know, what's really guaranteed in life? You know, well, at least when it comes to, you know, financial matters, of course, here we talk about properly structured whole life policies. That means you're going to own this appreciating, compounding, self-collateralizing asset for your whole life. Okay, there is guaranteed growth there. But what you do with your capital, that's up to you. And could there be risk if you decide to put it at risk doing something? Yep, sure, absolutely. And are there greater and lower levels of risk? Yes, absolutely. Again, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just encouraging you along the path of becoming your own banker in what you're doing. But we'd rather be taxed on the seed because there's less seed. And this is important to realize that on this journey of becoming your own banker, you're going to use taxed dollars, dollars that you've already paid tax on, to pay premiums into policies. And that's a beautiful thing because that's going to allow you to be able to have this appreciating asset this compounding on your money of your whole, over your whole lifetime, guaranteed death benefit, guaranteed access to capital. You're going to have all these things going for you, and you've already paid taxes there. And this access that you have to capital over your whole life, this compounding pool of capital now, you can do that in a tax-free manner. Okay, that's great and beautiful. And then you're doing whatever it is that you're doing with money, you could be paying off debts. You could be financing family vacations every year. You could be making investments. You could be funding a business, okay? And there are going to be gains there. And, and I'm encouraging everybody to pay the taxes that you legally should be paying and then not a penny more. <laughs> and ultimately, when we talk about a harvest, we'd rather not be taxed on that harvest. And again, I'm talking about unnecessary taxes and also, disclaimer, I'm not a tax expert. But what I'm saying is, is you can take dollars that have already been taxed, fund a properly structured whole life policy with a mutual company that pays dividends, access by contract, that contract, that whole life policy by contract, access a compounding and growing pool of capital, tax-free, 
do what you otherwise would like to do in life anyway. And now because you own this privatized banking system, when there is a harvest, you can recapture that back into your privatized banking system and grow and scale and grow and scale what it is that you're doing, what it is that you're doing with capital. You can be growing and scaling that business or that investing or whatever it is that you're doing. You could just be financing your lifestyle. I mean, that's how my wife and I got started. We started by paying off debts, and then we started financing things like family vacations because we wanted to take a vacation. And we were going to take a vacation anyway, and why not finance that ourselves? So that's what we did. And then ultimately, if we really walk this out, you know, each policy has beneficiaries to it. So when you say, this person's going to be my beneficiary, well, that's for the death benefit. That's for this future tax-free transfer of wealth to the next generation or, or windfall of money to, you know, whoever it is that you have as your beneficiary, whether that's a person or a nonprofit or what have you. That's going to be a 100% tax-free transfer of wealth. So you can access a compounding growing pool of capital throughout your whole lifetime in a tax-free manner. And experience the beauty of becoming your own banker. And then ultimately, you can accommodate and account for a tax-free transfer of wealth to the next generation so that they're starting at an even higher level than where you started. So I know this is just touching the surface, but if you've never considered the concept of, okay, well, when it comes to taxes, when it comes to inflation, boy, could we spend some time talking about inflation. But would I rather be taxed on the seed or the harvest? And what you do to answer that question and put into action a plan to account for that in your life, it's the most profitable thing that you could choose to do. So I hope that this has been encouraging to you. If this has piqued your interest into what it means to become your own banker, if you'd like to have a conversation with me, I would encourage you to check out our presentation. It's free. And to be able to book a phone call with me to have a consultation, again, for free, you can do all of that at our website, www.durhamtalents.com. And I do look forward to that conversation, and I hope you have a great day. Take care. Everybody wants to be a cat, because the cat's the only cat who knows where it's at. <laughs> I hear you, rooster. That's how we're living, folks. Recording a podcast and a rooster crowing in the background. Homestead life.